0: Amen, amen, oh I am buzzing, my whole body is buzzing, I feel like, it's not because I'm sweating, we preached, we've just uh, had the opportunity to celebrate, I guess what we would call Easter, or Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. And uh, it's just an absolute joy joy always to just preach on the cross and what God has done on the cross. It's kind of, I guess, Conan and I's only topic um, because I just feel like Paul said that I I, I chose to preach nothing else except the cross. I think everything is found in the cross. Everything is found in Jesus. I think we're living in the most amazing times where we catch this revelation. Um, Church is just going to change our lives. I am convinced, fully, fully convinced that if we fully understand the cross, and what Jesus did, then the the devil, the biggest lie and the biggest whole scheme throughout the history of man, the biggest lie was to make us concentrate on our sin. That when Christ came to die for our sin and He broke into history and He dealt with sin, Man was so consumed with being sin conscious that he continued to be sin conscious, even though Christ did a complete job. And when he said it was finished, he said it was finished. God never, ever opposed the sinner. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My Bible tells me there's one major problem on the earth today, because God opposes one major problem, that's called pride. Pride is the thing that's getting in the way, not only of the unbelievers but also of the believers. My heart's desire and cries, Last last week I preached on freedom from self-consciousness. If you haven't listened to it, please go to the website and listen to it. For us to be free, friends, even in the life of the church, you might go, no. I, I don't really, I don't see that or I don't understand that, Grant. I shared last week, and I'll just use one example that I shared last week, is even when we come up for healing lines and we have people praying for the sick, if you just let them linger long enough, so if they pray long enough, their, their mind drifts away from the person and what they're praying for and suddenly it drifts to, am I praying the right thing? Maybe I'm not saying the right thing. Am I doing something wrong? Am I not standing right? Am I, should, should I be both hands, one hand, should I have one foot back, should I have my eyes open, shouldn't I, am I declaring the word, we get so caught up in whether we're doing the thing right friends, that we lose actually the point, faith working through love, we love the person and it's just our faith and it's nothing that we do, so we get caught up in the thing that we're doing wrong and then when the person doesn't get healed, then we think it's something we did wrong. But even worse than that, there's a bigger problem than that. If the person does get healed, we think we did something right. That's what I want to address. That's called pride. See, both are wrong because it's not what you did. It's what Jesus did on the cross, which means you wake up every single day to release the life in the presence of God. It's not based on you, church. You don't have to wake up today and go, you know what, I'm having a bad day. I actually sinned seven times already this morning. I'm not gonna pray for the sick. Woo. I didn't share this one. I'll share it quickly and then I'll get on to what I wanted to share. But do you know for most of the church today, one of the challenges in the church, if you don't worry about a person they don't think you care, worry is caring. Right, Maury? I'm really worried about so-and-so because I care about them. You don't seem to be worried. You obviously don't care about them. Ooh, ooh. There's no worry in heaven, friends. And heaven cares more about you than anyone. <laughs> it's called self-consciousness. Worry a sin did you know fear is a sin Do you know that fear is demonic and it's a spirit I have not given you a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind friends it's time for us to be free I don't have to I care and I love Jane I don't have to worry about her faith working through love I love her and I release my faith through that love Done. I don't have to go now, worry. Oh, I wonder. Let me think, oh, I really do. I care about it. Let me get on the phone. Let me phone the prayer chain. Come on. Got to get over it. Let's be free. Because the world is crying out there for the glory of the Lord. And my Bible tells me tag. Wear it. Arise shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You. And yes, surprise, surprise, darkness covers the earth. And deep darkness, the peoples. Grant, you won't believe what happened this last week. It's been a crazy week this happened. It's like, it has been a crazy week and there's been some strange stuff happening. We we saw a good uh, friend, 20 years old, just, die. crazy. We live in a crazy world. Darkness all around, deep darkness covering the peoples. But my Bible doesn't say for me to get intimidated and now get worried or whatever and start to shake. My Bible tells me to arise and shine. Actually, when I see this, I should be going, woohoo, time for me to arise. Not time for me to sleep, not time for me to sit, time for me to arise. Time for me to shine, time for me to fling open the windows and the doors. Time for me to, to shout joyfully. Woohoo! Amen. I can see I'm going to need resurrection power this morning. Power of God, raising the people up. I wanted to share this morning on something that's just really been strong on my heart, uh, and that's just the secret of peace. How many want to know the secret of peace? It's a special secret. I'm going to whisper it just very carefully this morning. You need to be awake and you need to hear it. It's a secret. But I want you to know this secret you can tell others. I'm just going to whisper it. Do you want to know the secret to peace? The secret to peace is, ready? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Woke up with it every single morning this morning. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding standing Woo. it's the secret to peace he gave it to us he gave us peace hmm. I wonder if you can turn to me, in your Bibles to John chapter 16 I want to just read uh, that scripture I, don't, I won't be able to get very far this morning just time, because of time But you see Jesus described the kind of experience that he wants us to know church In Luke 12, you can read it, verse 22, and then 30 to 31. Jesus said this Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Full stop, exclamation mark, woohoo. That is the freedom that we have, and that's the people of God that are called to arise and shine during these times. Wow, I love it. I'm called to shine. What am I called to do, Lord? Do not be anxious for your life at all. Wow. That is beautiful. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor, what, nor about your body, what you will put on, for your Father knows that you have need of them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. I love that promise, seek His kingdom. We seek Him. We, let, we get free from self-consciousness, become Christ-conscious. When you're seeking His kingdom, you're seeking the King, you're seeking Him and Him alone. And when you become conscious of Him and your life becomes consumed and full of Him and only Him, and He is your focus, everything in your life flows out of and flo- flows towards and out of Him, it says the rest will be added to you. I love that. The rest will be added, church. I don't have to worry about the rest. I don't have to concentrate on the rest. I have to concentrate on him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Paul from prison shared his experiences of the secret with all that would listen to him as well. He said this, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every situation I've learned the secret. I love this ESV translation. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4, 11 to 13. Isn't that wonderful? Friends, that's not a scripture you put on your fridge. That's not a scripture that you uh, quote when you arise if you need your bond paid or if you need um, finances to go to a restaurant or, or you need a parking in front of the, the supermarket. That's a scripture, friends, in terms of life. that we can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens us? Amen? Amen? Yes. I've learned to have a whole lot, and I've learned to have a whole little, a whole little, a whole, a very little, a whole little, that's good English. I've learned to have extra in the bank. I've learned to pay my bond and my car and my, all my stuff on the 20th of the month uh, five days early or ten days early, and i 've also learned to go and sit in front of the bank manager when my, ba- when my debit orders bounce. Woo! it 's very quiet. It's Presbyterian Church i 've learned to have lack. Well, that's not a great faith statement. See, faith's not something you pump up so that you can have peace. Friends, faith is a trust and a confidence in who you're looking at. And when you have little faith, you challenge yourself as to where you're looking. See, Peter, when he's looking at Jesus, is walking on the water. Peter looks at the clouds, looks at the storm, looks at the waves. I know you're asking this morning, can it be that simple? It's that simple. It's that simple. Let me just share a story and then I'm going to probably have to land. Plane can't go very far. Sorry, Reva. It's just taken off. It's just drifting around. It's going back again for this morning. <laughs> no, I can't go to Cape Town. Not yet. Not yet. The reality is, friends, just think of the garden. Let me finish with a story, the Garden of Eden. Beautiful, beautiful illustration, wonderful uh, picture of our lives. Is that when God made Adam and Eve, how many know that He didn't make them gods? Please, can we get this right in the church? He made us as reasoning people made in His image. But we were not made gods. We were made in his image. Not in his fullness, but in his image. Jesus Christ brings his fullness into our lives. But we were made with some of his image. Let's try to use the right English so you can understand this. We were made with a little bit of wisdom, we were made with a little bit of knowledge, we were made with a little bit of power, friends. We were made to trust Him. When Adam and Eve sinned, friends, they rejected their trust in Him. And what happened there, uh, 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 for me, one of the saddest I wrote it like this. They unhinged their reason from reality. They came unstuck with their reasoning and reality. See, the reality was they were made in His image, but they weren't made gods like Him. They were made with a little bit of power, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom, and they were made and formed to rely and to trust and be dependent on Him. They were reasoning beings. When they sinned, friends, then what came unhinged was their reasoning. It separated. It, 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 it separated. I'm trying to think of a better word. we came unhinged from our reality, our reasoning. So what happens from that moment on, friends? We are ill-equipped to handle this world because our little bit of power, our little bit of knowledge and our little bit of wisdom is ill-equipped to handle the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All this knowledge of good and evil and we are trying to deal with it, friends. Our reasoning got unhinged from our reality. What's our reality? Arrogance, friends, pride. Our reality is we can do it. I want to let you out on a secret now this morning and just let you all know, man has got more and more intelligent over the years, but I can promise you as I stand before you here this morning, our intelligence and our academic and our journey of wisdom and knowledge, friends, is not drawing us closer to Jesus. Please hear that and understand that, friends. All the academic and the understanding in the world is not drawing man closer to God. It's drawing him further and further away from God. The world is getting further and further away from Jesus Christ. In its academics, varsities are teaching further and further away from the reality of the truth. And man is trying his very best with all this knowledge of good and evil. He's trying his very best in a world that's that's groaning and crying out, friends, but his reasoning has been separated from his reality the reality friends man has always always been created to be dependent on god it's that simple the secret to peace friends is trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding there's a beautiful uh, psalm how am i doing Oh, I can get a little longer. Psalm, just if you want to go to Psalm 131, I shared it many moons ago. Many moons. I sound like a warrior from the cowboy days. Many moons. Heap. Many moons have passed since I spoke on Psalm 131. Psalm 131, very short Psalm. It says, Psalm of David, it says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. It's a very similar declaration that even Solomon made as well in Proverbs. Um, And he's talking about arrogance and pride. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. There's a cry here of David there's a, it's a beautiful picture and illustration, that I want to, and I've landed with this illustration, I hope. Um, David, when we think of David, we just think, of oh, such a humble man. Friends, David faced arrogance all the time. One of David's biggest challenges, actually. was a man after God's own heart because he always was so quick to repent. He was so quick to just humble himself, quick to just say, oh, God. But he was a man who knew exactly about pride. He knew in his moments, he knew, uh, that many, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God has delivered them from, a, from them all. Amen? That's David writing. There are a lot of stuff coming his way, friends, and it was so easy sometimes when we get challenged, when we get challenged with the, the things of life, when we don't understand the whys. Listen to what he's saying. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Too great and too marvelous for me. Friends, if you're sitting looking at your life and your circumstances and not understanding it and going, I don't know why this happened or this happened, or those things are too marvelous and too, they're too great for you. Arrogance would want you to stay around and try and find the answer. Humility for me just simply bows. David's cry of his heart here is, Lord, I don't wanna hang around those things. I know arrogance, I've seen it. I know pride. I don't want that, I wanna just yield. But he, he uses a beautiful illustration here, and he says, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Why a weaned child? Why doesn't David use a nurturing child? you know, not a, a, a nurturing child. I'm, excuse me, I'm, 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 I have don't, don't, never done this. I'm just gonna use an illustration. Um, but a, a nurturing child, right? They're sucking, and you're nurturing them, and they're drawing strength from the mom, their source. Their reliable, trusted source, the little child. It's so content. Have you seen a little sucking uh, baby? It's content, it's gazing at its mom's eyes and it's, all, it's sucking, it's getting its nourishment and its food. Woo, that sounds like a beautiful picture of peace, doesn't it? Instead, David says, no, 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 I'm not using that coming completely different. I'm using a weaned child. Now you have to understand the times that he was living in and what example he's giving, not modern day. You have gotta understand back in those days, friends, Children were only weaned after about three years. And in a lot of cases, even more. And how many know what a three-year-old is like versus a little baby, six-month or 10-month or one-year-old? A three-year-old, friends. Apart from all the moms going, he's got some teeth or something like that. The reality is, friends, three years or older, they are way more cognitive, they're way more alert, they're way more verbal. A three-year-old plus can understand some things, friends. So when mommy, his life source and supply, his wonderful, beautiful mommy, weans him off and says, no more nanas for you, friends, he processes and understands this. He has to go through a real challenge. He's going, <laughs> he's going, I want tea, mine. He processes, friends. The picture that David's trying to give you, it's a beautiful picture, is that peace, friends, is like a weaned child. You go through all the challenges. You go through the striving and the shaking, you go through the reasoning and the understanding, and you lay that all down, and you become like a weaned child, I don't understand it, they look full and they look beautiful to me, and they look like they could nourish me, and you've got them and why aren't you giving them to me, but I trust you because I love you, because you're my mom, and because you know what's best. Peace, friend, is like a weaned child. If we can catch this, friends, because this isn't Utopia 101, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the reality where Paul can say, I've learned to be content whether I've got nothing or whether I've got lots. So let's preach on the 17 steps how to have lots. My Bible tells me to be content. My Bible tells me that peace, friends, David, the secret to peace is trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. David says to me, you need to get the picture of a weaned child. You need to not lean on this own understanding. But you might have to walk that journey, friends. We don't skip it. <laughs> We're not in some phantom fantasy world. We're in the real world, the real world where that child had to go through the, the emotions and the feelings of, of what's going on here. I've I've trusted this all my life. This has been where I've always found contentment. This is where my source is. This is where where I'm comfortable, I'm happy. No, trust me. It's time for you to move on. How many know that if a child is still, I've seen this, by the way, if a child's still sucking from his mom's boob at five or six years old, it looks strange, right? But left to the child, it might carry on. The parent knows best, right? Knows it needs to grow up. It knows it actually has got two hands that are going to begin to drink for itself and do a whole bunch of stuff, right? Friends, we, now we see in a mirror dimly. But a weaned wee child is just content. It's content in his mother's arms. It's content to know that it, it's loved. It's content to know that mom knows best. Friends, we're like a weaned child in the hands of God. We're totally at peace because we know He knows best. I don't understand all the things. I might not have the answers to the why, but it's not important. What is important, friends, is my obedience. What is important to trust in the Lord. Peace, friends, it's a secret. And I give you permission now. Go and shout it from the the mountaintops. Peace, friends, is trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. Amen. Today you can go out with peace. You can just trust Him. I've learned to be content. <sighs> My life is in His hands. I'm not, I am free from self consciousness. You'll never be content if you still it got self consciousness stuck in your life. If you're sin conscious, you're self conscious. You have to be Christ conscious. How many know Jesus, I, I, I just love the cross. Jesus didn't just come and took away our sins, friends. He became sin. Do we get that? He became sin. He broke into time and became sin. Every one of our sins, past, present, and future, he became sin. What does that mean, friends? That means when he became that sin, the judge, Father God, looked down on him with his wrath and his anger, and his judgment, and all the guilt, and the punishment, and the condemnation, and the shame, and it was poured out on Christ. That's why he was marred beyond even, he was disfigured, he was beyond recognition, friends. It was all poured out on him. Now when you and I trip up, friends, when the enemy tries to trip us up, and we sin, friends, God can't look at that same sin, friends, and judge it and p- guilt and condemnation and punishment and and, and, and and pour His anger and His wrath over it. It's called double jeopardy. You can't punish the same sin twice. So you and I, all our sin has been forgiven. It's been punished, friends. That's not for us to sit here now and go, well, that's great, God's done everything. That means I can do whatever I want. Paul was asked that question, that's why it's in Romans chapter 6. What then, shall we all sin? God forbid that we should all sin. When you've received so great a salvation and so, such great a grace, what you wanna do is respond in like manner and say, Lord, I am yours. All of me, take all of me, I surrender everything to you. My life becomes completely Christ conscious, amen. And when my life becomes Christ conscious, my life becomes Dependent and trusting on Him and Him alone. Everything else, I've learned to be content. Whether I'm abounding, whether I've got little, no matter what is happening in my life, friends, it doesn't change who I am and who God is and what He's done for me. And I have total peace, friends. And the key there is lean not on your own understanding. The minute I wanna go back and use the sucker, it's unhelpful, friends, our, we were made as reasoning beings because God loves to use our reasoning, but we mustn't disconnect our reasoning from our reality. And the reality is, friends, we need Him, we dependent on Him. He is our everything, He is our source. We can't do this thing alone. Amen? Now I've said it five times, so I need to say it six times to make the same point. <laughs> Shall we stand? I'm not going to stand here this morning and say, if anybody is uh, a little bit anxious or they've been a little bit fearful of this or that or the other, then you can put up your hands because then the rest of you are lying. <laughs> so I don't want to create any liars here this morning. Friends, the life that we're leading right now, the, the environment that we have to live in. The journey that we're walking on. Friends, darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness the peoples. There's an arrogance, which I don't know why it surprises us. 2 Timothy chapter 3. In the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure, entertainment. We live in a world where that is a prevailing spirit. And stuff may be happening to you and uh, challenges that maybe you feel out of your control, whether it's at work, family, finances, whatever it is, friends. My Bible says I've got the answer to that, arise and shine. (laughs) Wow. How do I shine, Lord? Lord. You shine because everyone else is falling apart and is worried and is fearful and is trying to climb on each other and beat each other up and you just standing there totally at peace. But you don't know my situation. No, I don't know your situation, but I know my God. And the answer to your situation, the answer to your life and peace Is trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So I want to pray for every single one of us here this morning. Even in your good weeks, this is something the enemy loves to try and attack us with. And even when we're trying to be all nice and Christian. And doing our prayer list, we so easily get into worry and concern and let the enemy lie to us. And we say, No, but it's, that's God. It's, it's just godly concern and worry. Friend, there's faith, and then there's sin. When you stand praying, believe that you have received. If you ask anything according to my will, then you have that which you have asked. We've been given the most beautiful gift. It's the gift of prayer. Prayer, friends, is a declaration of humbleness before God saying, Lord, we need you, help. So Father, I wanna pray for every single one of us here this morning. You didn't come here by accident, you came here because God brought you here for this divine purpose, for you to hear this message, to be encountered by him. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free and whom Christ sets free is free indeed. That's a promise, friends, that you can take with you all the way to heaven. You are free, not that you need to be free. You just have to believe it. They will know the truth and the truth is what will set you free. I don't need to lay hands this morning. What I need you to understand and need you to know the cry of my heart friends. This morning is to know that you are free. Live free. The cry of my heart is, friends, is Jesus died so that your reasoning and your reality could come back into sync, could be hinged back together again. And that's that we were made to be dependent on God. We were made to trust in Him. We are not gods. We cannot do this thing by ourselves. We need Him We were made in His image, friends, but we are not omnipotent. We are not omniscient. So Father, I just ask right now that we would come as a people, Lord, this morning and we just come and we repent. We repent, Father, where we have trusted in our own Plans. We've trusted in our own abilities. We've trusted in our own experience. We've trusted in our own academic knowledge and wisdom. We repent of that this morning, Lord. Father, without you, we are nothing. But we thank you this morning that we have you in our hearts and lives. And when we have you, we have the all-sufficient one. When we have you, we have the Omnipotent One. And so, Lord God, today, Lord, as we look out over today and over this week, I thank you, Lord God, that I take authority over fear because you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I thank you right now, Holy Spirit. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you'd fill every single one of us right now That you would saturate our lives. The more full we are of you, the more we have of Christ. You are the Spirit of Christ. And the more that we are full of Christ, the more we have the fullness of God, the fullness of the deity, bodily dwelling inside of us. That we can honestly stand before you this morning and say, We can trust in the Lord. I can't work it out. It's a peace that goes beyond understanding, friends but I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding. I'm not gonna try and work it all out. I just have peace because you're in control. I have peace because I know that you know everything. I have a peace because I was made to trust you. So I'm just operating the way you designed and made me to, Lord. And that's just to abandon myself into your hands and to trust you. Like a weaned child, Lord God, I'm totally at peace. I'm at rest in your arms. I'm at rest being held by you. I'm at rest trusting you that you will always nurture me and that you don't just have one way, Lord God, that might be from the breast, but you have many ways to nurture, many ways to feed us, many ways so that we would grow up into the fullness of who you've called us to be, Lord. So I trust you this morning. So I lean on you. So I rely on you. So I abandon myself totally to you, Lord. I thank you this morning, Lord God, that as a people, We do that, Lord, not just in word, but in deed. We do it in action, Father. We do it in our hearts. We do it in our lives. That we're free from self. We're free from trusting ourselves, from relying on ourselves, from self. That when we come to you, Lord Jesus, we sign the treaty of peace. What's the treaty of peace? You have to give up your arms. When you come and you surrender, you have to surrender your arms. What are the arms that we have? The arms that we have is self-righteousness and self-sufficiency. We give up our arms and we say, Lord, we surrender totally to you, we're yours. We now pledge our allegiance to your kingdom and to your kingship and to you alone in the name of Jesus. Oh, let your kingdom come let your will be done over your people, Lord God. Oh, that this week, Father, as we stand and as we look out over darkness, Lord God, oh, it stirs up in our lives, Lord God. Oh, such a fire, such a fire, Lord, such a motivation to shine. We wake up in the morning, we say, thank you, Lord, I was given another day, mercy woke me up. To know you, Lord, and to be known. Oh, to make you known, Lord to shine for you, Lord God. I pray today, Lord God, that we would shake off any of the shackles of insecurities, fears, doubts, worries. Shake them off, Lord God. Oh, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your trust in Him. He is worthy. He is worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you this morning, Lord God. Worthy are you this, this morning, Lord let your Holy Spirit come and do only you can do in our hearts and lives this morning. Lord, do surgery. Do a work, Lord. Change our hearts, Lord. Shift us, Father. Lord, it's such a simple truth. It's such a simple secret, Lord God, but it's not easy. It's not easy, Father. It's simple, but it's not easy, Lord God, because when the challenges come, we want to defend. We want to rise up. We want to pretend. We want to Hold on to things. We want to try and look like we've got it all together and we can do this thing, Lord. We can't do this thing. We've got to let it go. Help us, Lord, we pray. Thank you that we have Holy Spirit to help us this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, even right now. And do in every single heart and life that which we cannot do in Jesus' name. Right now, just let him do it.